friend, I'm Elena, and welcome to Authors on Strike. Yes, it's been a little while. Um, we kind of said that our next episode was going to be a Q&A, so we kind of just waited until we could make that happen, so sorry for the last few weeks for not coming out with an episode, but here we, we are. We also had, like, school stuff that made us busy, and, like, oh, we- yeah. school it was... comes first, so. Yeah, like... it was difficult, but here we are now. Here's an episode. You're welcome. Yes, and this episode is going to be, like, kind of casual, I guess, if you can call it that. <laughs> you know, all of our episodes are just us talking. Um, yes. We'll do a poem and then a prompt and stuff. Uh, Marks of the Extraordinary, apparently. I didn't know that we were doing that, but I'm fine uh, with it. We're kind of at a good spot, and it's been two weeks. I don't want to leave anyone hanging. Yes. But we're not doing intermission. Yeah. Okay. We are not doing intermission today because we are doing Q&A instead. Hey, I just rhymed and I just rhymed again. <gasps> Woo! I'm so proud of myself. Um, and then in the second half of the episode, which won't really be the second half because we're not having an intermission, but whatever, we yeah. will um, be answering questions from you. And some are actually serious, like about writing and stuff, and some and are- some of them weren't, but I love all the questions that we got. They're awesome. <laughs> they are. They're really awesome. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if we had, like, basically any more questions than we do have, we'd kind of abolish the whole entire episode format and just answer questions. But we're just trying to keep the first half short because um, I have a feeling we could be rambling on and on answering your questions in the second half because we yes. to do that. And thank you for everybody who generously gave us questions at the last minute when I Because we forced you. them out of you. I mean, I just sort of begged. I was like, please, I need answers now. Uh-huh. But we'll answer all of those questions. Um, <laughs> but it is time for a poem so we could get this in. Let's get a poem in. Um, the poem's called Writer's Block, and it is by me. So, uh, yeah, it's about Writer's Block. Once upon a time. No, it was a dark and stormy night. No, can I get this right? Well, I guess I've made it this far. It's not that much further to the end. Well, it is. And I'm flooded with ideas. Just how do I write these down? I can't, I can't. Ooh, how about this? He shook his head in frustration. His fingers bled through the bandages. As he held his pen, he wrote for the first time in ages. The words weren't quite right, but he tried with all his might. He would not stop moving his pen. He wouldn't let himself be stuck in those cages of doubt any longer. Even if it took all the strength he could muster, his only hope was his pen. And if he was lucky, maybe these pages. No, 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 that wasn't right either. But yet, he had no time for leisure. His life depended on this pen. And what was coming out of it was terrible. No, that would have to be rewritten. That should be scribbled out. People would never listen to what he had to say anyway. Why even bother? So he crumpled up the pages and threw them away. He put his head in his hands. How could he meet the demands of his pen, of the writers who came before him, of his own expectations? He can't. He couldn't. Who could ever, whose mind could even work in so much pressure to try and make such a treasure when everyone is supposedly looking for perfection? Yeah, I like that. I think that's pretty good. But what if it's not understood the way I want it to be? What will become of me then? I'll just scratch it and start it again. That's the poem. Bravo. (laughs) If you guys couldn't tell, part of it was, like, 
part of the author's thoughts and then part of it was what they were actually writing down. Narrator, yeah. not author. That's what I meant. Yeah. I, I um, love the it, way. Yeah, there's actually like quotation marks and stuff so you can see what's going on. But obviously you'll look at that on our website because yes, that's where so, it will be. Yep, that is a very interesting poem to look at on our website. Um, Format's a little different than usual. But. Yes. Now we must like you know quickly get on with this because you we want to answer your question so so prompts oh i'm we came up with this in the middle of class because we have a very strange class um (laughs) but the prompt for this week is to write about someone you know or yourself being a double agent or a part of the cia or like maybe you think they are like they have a secret and you're trying to figure it out and you think that it's that i don't don't really just we're very strange people and we come up with strange things mm-hmm. also the winner for last week's prompt well technically four weeks ago but <laughs> also last week right um, uh. was brennan our friend brennan because oh what he, he wrote was so good i read it mm. it was so and good. it will be posted on our website brennan if this is not okay with you please reach out to us um, it will be posted on our website, probably underneath the prompt thing for that week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, if you love that prompt, but you just couldn't get it out on time, you can still write it. it just and we can even put your submission on the website. Yes. But Brennan's will say first place winner. Yep. Also or only winner. winner, but yeah, you know, <laughs> um, it's time to Marks of the Extraordinary and then questions. We're doing our best, okay? Um, so I guess it's that time. We'll see you right after this, answering your lovely questions here. Marks of the Extraordinary, Chapter 5. My friend, we have come to the point where Della is going to try to do something that none had ever done. Everyone was afraid of being killed, but Della, oh Della, she was ready. I still cannot imagine what it must have been like. It's hard to picture being in a place where you've been wrestling all your life and who you are and trying to choose which one is more value. Back to where we were. I'm sure you would love it if I get out of the way and tell the rest of the story, as we are getting close to its most intense moment. Very well, back to the story we shall go. Della had decided what was more important, and she was ready. She took a deep breath. There she went. So, what I want to say is this. I believe that it is wrong to separate people who don't reach your standards from the rest of the world. You can find them into groups, and you have to follow unnecessary regulations that you've set in place. Sure, Ansel can't go into his shell, but then you lock him up in his house all day and make him do things because of a birth defect. You can't control it. Yes, but Ansel could be killed out in the open, Jade explained. Then how has he lived all this time when we never knew about his shell? Jade had no answer. What about Celeste? The poor girl has only tasted the seagrass once in her life. She can't eat anything. Finding to her house and making her attend a meeting every week will do nothing about it. Do you think she can't function as a normal creature? No, it just may be a a disruption. 
A turtle going about her normal business is a disruption. She's the same as everyone else minus her eating thing, which she can't make any choices about. And then Matthew. Could we skip his, please? Jade was tired of Matthew at this point. Yes, Zella took another deep breath. But poor Benjamin, he tried, he's tried to sing, but he's a dancer. That's who he is. You can't take away from who someone is even by placing them in a group of other creatures who are wondering if who they are is who they're supposed to be. Jade, do you know who you are? Jade looked at Della like she was crazy. I'm in the global office corporate representative of the Australian branch. No, who are you? What kind of person are you inside? What kind of person do you want to be? Jade was silenced once again. And Greer, she feels like she doesn't belong anywhere. She doesn't know who she is anymore. Look what you've done, this is going nowhere. This has all been a nice little speech of yours, but it is time to move on. Have you completed all the regulations? Asked Jade. No, I have not. Della was more and more confident with every word she spoke, yet more and more afraid. She was only leading herself down the path of destruction. Destruction of her life, but she was finally free. She was free to finally be who she really was. I knew it. Jade swam to Della, her face turning purple. What makes you so brave, Della? Hey, welcome back from Rex of the Extraordinary, and guess what time it is? No! It is not feedback time! Oh, it, we psyched it, you out! <gasps> yes, uh, it is Q&A time, so mm. questions. Which, on a normal episode, questions would be in feedback time, but this is a very special episode that's Q&A. So, oh. ooh. Uh, so, our yeah. first question oh. is... <laughs> Speaking at the same time. Ah. <laughs> you our, our first question is from Avery. Not Avery Gummy Worms. Avery, the one who was on, who was a guest host on our podcast. On episode Media- three, you should listen to it. It was great. Yes. Good job. It's called Doors to Darkness, and I read a very dark poem that i wrote well it's about yeah. death but it's about how death isn't always bad so please don't be concerned about my sanity but avery <laughs> asks what is your biggest fear um i know we had a similar uh talk about our biggest fears on the podcast before um but like yeah, it depends, because some of my fears are all laced together in a related way. Mm-hmm. For me, I would say losing someone I love. So, like, that can be losing a friend, like, not necessarily to death or whatever, just, like, losing someone. And this is, like, everybody I care about. So, my family, my friends, you know, all those people. So really, any way of losing somebody, that's my biggest fear, I guess, above all my many other fears. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of irrational fears, but my biggest genuine fear is, um, it's kind of about losing people I love, but not that as much as being helpless and not being able to do anything. Usually I say it's just the fear of being mute. Like, if I couldn't say anything. Yeah. Oh, 
That would be awful. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, being helpless is sort of something that like I am afraid of, you know, but mm -hmm. I've gotten used to it to some extent because for anybody who knows me, you know that like um, some of my sister, my sisters have uh, some like allergies and stuff and I can't like my youngest sister, if she's having an allergic reaction, I'm helpless. There's really nothing I can do. Um, so, you know, I've sort of gotten used to it. It's still really scary, but. Yeah. For me, it's definitely a scarier thing because of just what's going on in my life. If you're a close friend, you know. If you're not, you don't know, and you probably won't ever. Um, but I guess just being helpless is something that I've been, and I wish I wasn't, mm -hmm. because I feel like I am not, and I can have some control over what's going on, but I don't, so, you know, it's that kind of thing. And just, if you have no idea what she's talking about, just, just go with it. Yep, just go with it. <laughs> um, our yeah. next question is from Brennan, and I love this question. Oh, yeah, me too. It is, what's the first thing you do in a zombie apocalypse? Um, Emma? Hmm. I know this sounds dark, but I'd probably just commit suicide. Emma! Sorry! But then I can't do my thing. Oh, what was my your thing? My thing would be round up all of my friends, because... All oh, yeah, and then we go into an underground bunker and try to live the rest of our lives there. Yes, and also all of my friends know more of, of what to do in a zombie apocalypse. For example, Emma said, go in an underground bunker. See, we could all live and be happy until all the zombies faded away. I don't really know what happens to zombies. But... Um, they, We'd be stuck there, and we'd run out of food, and we'd eventually die anyway, so... No, it, we would grow a farm underground. Well, I don't know if society's that advanced yet. We could take those light thingies that... I mean, I are... know you can build an underground farm in Minecraft. I mean, if this was Minecraft, easy peasy. There are zombies everywhere. You just go out and kill them. We could bring those, like, light things that are, like, fake sunlight, and then we could do it by an underground stream, and we could bring um, iodine to purify the water, and... Mm -hmm. Um, then we could ha go to an area that had, like, a good amount of dirt and soil, and we could make a farm. Okay, so our point is, basically, what we need to do right now is prepare for a zombie apocalypse by building all of this stuff so we could even be ready, which is not going to happen. Therefore, I still think suicide's the best way out. Okay, well, I don't because I I don't want I don't want people to do that because it's very sad. But well, I, I, yeah, I know. Don't. I guess it's better than getting people. This is not about suicide. This is about zombies. <laughs> I guess it's better than getting your brains eaten out. Yeah, I don't really want to experience that. Mm-hmm. Though, um, yeah. Well, actually, the very first thing I do in a zombie apocalypse is not commit suicide. It's something else. And if you know me, you probably know what that is. But if you Sing don't, from the you're going to have to live with not knowing. Sing from the rooftops. No, not sing from the rooftops. I I actually have no idea what you're talking about. But okay. You have no idea. I'll tell you afterward. But um, 
it's not for everyone to know what I the first thing I do in a zombie apocalypse is. Oh, I know. <laughs> Apparently, you know? every single question is going to end with Emma being like, "If you don't know me, then you don't, then you won't know this." Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> it. Hmm. Some of these questions are more personal than you'd think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, what is your favorite genre to read? Is what Mallory sent in. Mmm, that's a good question. Uh, favorite genre to read? For me, it's obviously, it, well, I mean, if you know me, you know, uh, but I will tell you, it's dystopian fiction, um, but like realistic dystopian fiction, not magic or anything of that. I want physics to stay the same. I just, oh, so you don't fiction. like the book that I'm writing right now? Um, it's not my favorite style of dystopian fiction. <laughs> it's still very good, though. <laughs> nope. I'm just being picky about like that's my favorite genre within a genre. So yeah, um, I have a couple. I would say historical fiction on like certain topics. Um, so like you know big things that happened, I guess, in history. <laughs> um, realistic fiction and like fantasy, I guess. Um, I like realistic fiction. Realistic fiction second to dystopian fiction on my book, but um, mm-hmm. honestly, fantasy isn't as good as those things. Well, by fantasy, I'm thinking like Harry Potter. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking too. But like, it's, I don't know. I have a very, very wild imagination. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. Um, And Noah, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, which I don't know if you are, but (laughs) anybody who knows Noah. Oh my goodness, Noah. And who is in my class that I am in with Noah, then you know that I like to use my imagination against him. Oh, yep. Existential (laughs) Crisis 101 with Milena. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So sorry about that. Um, We should have an existential an episode about existential crises i mean maybe maybe so that's an interesting idea i don't know um (laughs) would you like to read our next question sure jillian asks when you make cereal do you put in the cereal first or the milk i personally don't put in milk i don't eat cereal but I mean, sometimes I do when I'm on a road trip or something. Um, well, So I don't know if that's the answer you expected to get, but that's your answer. And also, oh. I have not drunk milk in a really, really long time. It's drank. Gra- grammar's. Yep, is I have not drank milk in a very, very long time. There you go. Because, you know, um, well, I mean, maybe you don't know, but like, you know, nobody in my family can really have it so we just don't have milk and it's Mm -hmm. i've lived yeah i think i'm a fine person maybe i mean on rare occasion i will have milk in my cereal and when i do i always put it in last but most of the time i don't have milk in my cereal i would say if i were eating cereal i would put it in so that then when i 
like because if I put it in first and then I put in the cereal, then it the cereal could make it splash everywhere. Yeah. So that is what I am thinking. Yep. Good choice, Milena. Good choice. Probably not the answer Jillian was looking for. <laughs> Probably but... not. <laughs> um, Avery said, if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? And this is the same Avery that was host guest host on our thing. You know, she asked a, a few questions, so we've got them sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. If I could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Um... Um, I know. I think I would just live at... Oh, yes. I would just live there. I would get a camper, and I'd get a full-time lot, and I would live there. Um, I would choose... So there are four places are re- I really want to go. Yeah, I mean, there are places I want to go on, a, like, a vacation, but I like being close to home. I would say that if I could choose anywhere to live, I would still choose Mm, Yeah. Because, like, when I grow up, I sort of want to, like, travel the world, you know, see all Mm -hmm. different cultures, go to different countries, all that, because that's really cool, in my opinion. Yeah. But I would still want to keep my roots where I live Mm -hmm. because it's pretty. But anyways... If you're very confused, then that's because we cut out the state. So, sorry about that. Um, um, <laughs> but I- yeah, sometimes uh, conversation just kind of like, oh, right, we're on Spotify. And yeah, every other place. Whoops. Um, if the places I want to visit most, though, are Iceland, Guatemala, Africa, and the Amazon rainforest. My number one places to um that i want a vacation to i don't necessarily want to live there but vacation are iceland ireland new zealand yeah yep. wait you want to go to iceland is yeah that because of course i, I want to go to iceland so much or is that because like you actually like wanted to go before i started talking about it no I i've always wanted to go to iceland it's been on my list it's the land of fire and ice i mean who wouldn't it's so uh-huh. cool it's- um there yes and also i have roots there so you know that's cool um reese asked what type of characters do you enjoy writing or reading about good question reese way to go reese um i know for me in particular when it comes to characters i like to i enjoy writing about characters that are like little bits and pieces of me. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do when writing a book is I'll like each character will be a different side of me. So like they're all me, but like differently. Um. So I mean, I know my favorite character in my book that I'm writing right now, Faye, is like um the very hopeless helpless i don't know what to do with my life kind of me and she's been really fun to write as because i can totally exploit so many different actions and thoughts in her to make them more important than they actually are 
and you you wrote her really well thanks she was my favorite to write yes she was my favorite to read just from her like mental craziness yeah (laughs) i would say my favorite characters to write like about like a generic character that i would write would be a girl because especially writing in first person i have no idea what goes on in In a guy's head yeah i don't know either that's why jacob i was just like well i hope for the best is this right um i have no maybe absolutely no idea but i love reading about people who are in like horrible situations that I know I can never be in because the thing about those situations is I have this thing where you know I want to help everybody I guess but like I can't because I can't I basically I want to know what everybody else experiences yeah and like I can fully understand yeah that's why I have a thing for loving books that are written in first person Yes. Uh. Um, but really, I love reading all books. Yeah, I like all different sorts of characters and reading about them. Mm-hmm. Though I do really enjoy reading about characters that I relate to, or characters like one of my favorite things is reading about characters that um, are nothing like me, but I rate. I relate to them in certain ways that I wouldn't expect me to. Mm-hmm. So. When writing dystopian fiction, my favorite people to write about are orphans. Mm. I'm just an like, orphan. <laughs> I'm just like, how do, how do I make this person really, really helpless? Their parents are dead. Oh, perfect. Which is like, re- I feel kind of bad for my parents because I'm like, in anything that I write that's dystopian fiction, I'm like, goodbye, parents. Honestly, it's easier to write care or write about characters when parents are out of the picture. And yeah. mostly that's just because I don't know what parents think. I don't know what they're like. Well, I mean, I know what parents are like, but like, I don't know how to write them because I don't experience life as a parent. Yes, me neither. And so in the book I'm writing now, Reborn... I know, I'm so excited! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really not that good. Um, Phoenix, the main character, her mom is dead, but her dad isn't. But I purposely started the book with her dad in prison um, for, for doing nothing, I will um, tell you. But in prison, nonetheless, because I did not want to have to write him mm-hmm. right now. Especially when I barely know what is going through Phoenix's mind. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest part for me is writing uh, Jacob and Penelope's mother. Ugh. I have not read that part yet because I had to take a pause. Still hard. Very hard. It's in the sloppy section of writing where I really didn't know what I was doing. I'm back on track, though, and so the last four chapters should be good. Yes. Awesome. Okay, we spent a while on that question. Yes, and I <laughs> we need to hurry. Oh, let's get going. Um, Avery again. She asked, "What is your favorite ice cream flavor?" Easy, yippee skippy. Okay, sounds stupid, but get this—it's really good. 
imagine peanut butter ice cream laced with a caramel swirl and brownie hunks and chocolate-covered pretzels. Huh. I've never heard of that, but sounds good. It, yeah, mm. you can't find it anywhere, unfortunately. But oh. next time you're at Somerset, Milena, they might have it. What? Yeah, they might have it at Somerset. What do you mean? It's a, a, I don't think that they have it during actual camp. Though, like they they have it during family camp. Though. Over okay, then you have to invite me again because last time I couldn't come. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll make sure I can do that this year. I'll I'll try. <laughs> um, mine is either mint chocolate chip or deer tracks. Ooh, those are good options too. Yes. If I can't have Yippy Skippy though. You know me, obviously, you know that peanut butter ice cream of any kind is my favorite. I love peanut butter ice cream. Apparently, I don't know you very well. Oh, sorry, Milena. Somehow... I didn't know you didn't know me very well. <laughs> Somehow I didn't know that. No, I feel really <laughs> bad. Um, uh, that was a quick question. So, um, Mallory, I was about to say her last name. Uh, again, Mallory. Uh, do you want to be authors when you grow up, like, as full-time jobs? Um, I've always, like, loved the idea of it, but no. Um, I'm too extroverted. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be able to. I would say, right now, I'm thinking I want, like, you know, a job, like, that I, like, I, I'm saying like a lot. Where I go to my job, you know? Yeah, I think it would be really hard to um, do my job in my house. Like, I would actually, like, even if I had an office space, I would want to go to another place entirely if I was going to be an author. And that would be my writing place because there's something about being places that helps me work or gets me in the distracted mode. Mm -hmm. So... In the meantime, I, though, I don't think I really want to be an author as a full-time job because I want to be a therapist as a full-time job. So I, I don't want to be author full-time, but I would want to be – I know that I'm going to keep writing poetry. So Yeah. And then I think that I'll write books, but just, like, part-time. Mm-hmm. So, like, not like J.K. Rowling where she's, like, super good and just sits down at her desk and, you know, like – Works really, really hard for, on books. I mean, I would basically do what I'm doing now, which is going to school and writing a book, or going to work, I guess, and writing a book. And yes, yep, that's that's my plan. Anyway, we have another question from Jillian Ooh. who asks, "Wow, this is another really random one." Yep. Um, <laughs> what is your favorite colored pencil brand? Um, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't draw with colored pencils that much. Um, usually when I draw, I draw with pencils. I do have a favorite pencil brand, though. Ticonderogas. Yes. Um, I, uh, I have a brand of colored pencils that I always use because it's what we have at my house. But unfortunately, right. I don't remember what it's called. So... <laughs> Um, sorry about that, but there yeah. is a brand. I know there are really quality colored pencil brands. Yes. Colored pencil brands out there, but I don't know. That, yeah, that is like this brand. But we've had 
these colored pencils for a very long time. Um, I all I know is that it's not Crayola. Right. <laughs> Crayola. <laughs> um, next question. Both Mallory and Avery asked us who our favorite author is, which I think we talked about this in a previous episode, too. Yes, but if you don't know, Marie Lou. Ah. And if you don't know, I have many, many favorite authors. Oh, yeah. This is an extensive list. Don't ask us to get into this. I'm not going to to list all of them, but I'll list some of them. Um, uh, Oh, man, I don't have my bookshelf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you don't know what to do. Angie Thomas. And, um, I'm saying, um, way too much this episode. Thanks a lot, Melina. You know, I'm doing the editing. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I have a name, but, well, J.K. Rowling, the author of The Hunger Games, Suzanne Collins, that's her name. Yes, I forgot. See, I don't have my bookshelf, and I need my bookshelf. Um, I keep saying, um, Rick Riordan, specifically Magnus Chase series, it's really good, and the artwork is so cool, (laughs) the cover art. Um, I keep saying that. There is another person, but I forgot. Oh, Pam Munoz Ryan, who wrote Esperanza Rising, Becoming oh, yeah. a Leon, Echo, you know, those mm-hmm. books. Or maybe you don't know, and if not, look her up. You need to. <laughs> yeah, I like most of the um, dystopian fiction authors. Obviously, my favorite is Marie Lu. She wrote Legend and Warcross and... Which so I still need to read. Um, but basically any dystopian fiction author. So Veronica Roth and um, Suzanne Collins and Lauren Oliver, who I just discovered not too long ago. She wrote a book called Delirium. It is very, very, very good. Um, well, I have to get know. going soon, so let's continue. <laughs> Question. Uh, Avery asked what our least favorite chore to do is. Um, pooper scooping. I've n- I don't know. I don't do that. So yeah, I know no. you don't have a dog, so that's how it goes. You have a dog, and you're the only one who lives in your house anymore, and you have to pick up the dog's poop. That's just how it is. I would say cleaning the bathroom. I don't really know. I mean, there aren't really chores that I hate. I just, like, don't enjoy doing them. Yeah, you don't enjoy doing them, but you do them, and then you're like, oh, it's over now? My parents would disagree with you on that. (laughs) They would say, she doesn't do them. Oh, yeah, sometimes I don't do them. Speaking of which, thanks for this question, Avery, because that just reminded me I need to take out the trash, so. (laughs) I, I sometimes don't do my chores when I and then I ask you to do things and then my parents are like did you do the oh nope I forgot about that sorry to my parents um now Avery asked what are we wait no I just said that (laughs) Jillian asked 
what the what is easiest... the easiest note to play on your instrument i love this question jillian um, you are the most creative person asking questions here i think so for people who don't know i play trumpet and emma plays oboe we're just and going... violin and piano just we're just so we're just know. doing emma we're just doing band instruments that we're playing okay no we... i can i can make it fast okay okay fine Easy first? Yes. What? Huh? Uh, I would say on trumpet, um, G. Just G. like a f- plain G. Most people would say low C. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the easiest thing for me on a trumpet is low C. So. Um, but I say G because sometimes going low is actually hard. And, be- like, G is, like, directly in the middle of the notes that I can play currently. Mm. So I don't know why. I just like G. But my favorite note is A. Mm. I have no idea why. I just, like, like the note A. <laughs> I like where it's placed on the musical bars. Um, <laughs> For me, on oboe, I mean, if I don't put any fingers down... The note that comes out is relatively close to a C-sharp, but I'm not completely sure because it's not necessarily a note that you play. C-sharp does technically have one finger down, and so does B-natural. B-natural also has one finger down, but if you don't put any fingers down, it's usually something that may or may not be a C-sharp, and it's very out of tune. So, (laughs) Okay, violin. Violin, um, you could play G, D, A, or E. Those are really easy because they're just open strings, no fingers down. But E is probably the easiest if you don't know how to use a bow. Okay. Um, and on piano, any note that you are closest to. Oh. They're um, all equally wait, easy yes. to press down. So. Yes, piano <laughs> is very easy to play a note just just go to whichever one's closest click that one that one i can play every single note on piano i'm so talented (laughs) oh my goodness melena you're a genius (gasps) um well that is all of the questions that you have asked us Mm -hmm. so next episode we might do no we can't the episode after next episode we might do a reverse q a we talked about this maybe where we ask you questions and you send us answers but it would be so hard to do that i mean we might it's easier for us to come up with a list of questions but will you send us answers if we do this tell us yes or no yeah we need answers okay people yeah (laughs) i mean but we're back in the show making business um also Please, 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 if you have any ideas for further episodes, tell us, because we're kind of running short on ideas. We might also have a guest next episode. That is a possibility. Yep, because we've kind of been needing to get a guest in, and if we do that, then it'll give us something to talk about. Yes, but for now, uh, make sure to have fun and do the prompt. You can send us any creative writing pieces that you do. And um, please email us, send us voice messages, and go to our website, please. Yes, and 
intermission scripts, come on, guys. They're super um, easy. We just need you to write something silly or serious. Like... So, anyways, without further ado, why do I always say that? No idea, because it doesn't make sense in that context. But be awesome and keep writing. I just decided to let you say that and keep writing because it's a lot easier than doing it together. Yeah, it is. It really is. Okay. So you need to edit because I have tennis match. Like, Yep. Good luck. Now. Go kick butt. Thank you. Yes. And tell Morgan to kick butt too. Are you just going to ignore all your other friends on the tennis team? Oh, well, tell everyone else to kick butt too then if you really feel like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.